Brad Banna normally joins me every Friday, so I brought him in this Thursday since we'll be off tomorrow. He co-hosts this show with me once a week. He is today, and he runs Banna Commission, and he's going to be with us this and next hour. I hope you will as well, 8886-LESLIE. Brad runs uh, Banna Communications Research. He is a polling message development and media firm. They help labor unions, progressive issues groups, and Democratic candidates win public affairs and political campaigns. He blogs weekly for Epic Times. He used to for U.S. News and World Report, and he lectures in poli-sci at Salem, Salem State University in Salem, Mass. Uh, more than a pleasure to have our buddy Brad Bannon back in the house. How are you, Brad? Good afternoon. I'm great, Leslie. Looking forward to the long weekend. Yeah, me too. Me too. I hope I can unplug at least uh, one or two days if possible. We yeah, have a lot to talk we have a lot to talk about limited time in uh, this segment and uh, in this hour compared to the full hour. Um, first of all, let's talk about the Hillary Clinton email controversy. It's dogged her for more than a year. Now um, there's new prominence. Uh, she is going to be the Democratic uh, nominee. Um, and there are people out there that want an indictment to come. But it doesn't seem that an indictment will be coming because this latest report says she broke the rules, so did others in the State Department, so did her predecessors, but there's nothing criminal here. No law has been broken, correct? Uh, That's pretty much what it said. I think there's uh, almost an impossibility uh, that the Justice Department is going to uh, indict her uh, for a number of reasons, one of which they discussed in the report, uh, which is if they indict Hillary Clinton, uh, they're going to have to indict Colin Powell and Colin Theresa Rice, too, and I don't think that's going to happen. And the other reason we're even having this conversation or anybody anybody care, it's not okay that she broke the rules, but Colin Powell and the others, it's okay because they're not running for president, correct? Well, yeah, and I, don't, I didn't remember any of the Republicans' uh, complaining about Rice and Powell using their personal computers when they were Secretary of State. Uh, But for some reason, what's good for uh, Republican Secretary of State is bad uh, for Democratic Secretary of State. Is this going to, uh, in, in, in less than 60 seconds, is this going to prevent her from being the nominee or president? No. Uh, I don't think voters care very much about it. I've never seen any evidence in any poll that uh, any voter cares about it. I think it's a non-issue. Okay, we're going to take a break and talk about more issues, um, if there's anything more to say on this. And we'd love to get your take, whether you support Hillary or not, or Bernie or Trump, or you're undecided. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Pick up the phone and join us. I'm Leslie Marshall. I want to hear from you. Brad Bannon's co-hosting with me here today on the only true democracy in talk radio. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. I'll incorporate your tweets. Call 888-6-LESLIE back after this. We are back, and we are I, Leslie Marshall, and Terry. Terrible grammar there, right? Uh, Brad Bannon, uh, President and CEO of Bannon Communications Research, my co-host and partner in crime every Friday, but today we have him on Thursday due to the long holiday uh, weekend. Okay, anything more to say about uh, Hillary Clinton's emails and the State Department report? Well, I think it's an issue. I don't think it's an issue voters care about very much. Uh, they're more concerned about jobs and the economy than, uh, you know, whether it's you know, email, somebody used whose email, it's, I think it's very confusing to voters, too, what exactly is going on. And uh, it's to sort of be a buzz all during the campaign uh, that will be kind of irritating, but uh, really doesn't bite her at all. And, you know, I, I would add something. I think that Trump uh, is making a big mistake uh, that will uh, start getting him into trouble. 
Uh, he's pretty much now come clear out and said he's not going to release his tax returns. And I think uh, Trump will have the same problem with that issue that Hillary does with emails. It's going to buzz around his campaign for the next five months uh, because people uh, people say, what's he hiding? Why won't he release his returns? Uh, is it because he made a ton of money and didn't pay any federal taxes? Or is it because uh, his whole a business empire is a sham, uh, and he's not the successful businessman he claims to be. Uh, whatever it is, uh, he seems intent on breaking tradition and not releasing his tax returns, and I think it's going to be a problem for him. And I think the, the Clinton people will beat him up on it for the next five months. I disagree with you. I don't think most people care about tax returns because most people who run for president are rich or become rich along the way. He's certainly rich. And the, the people that support him like the fact that he's rich and think because he's rich, he can help them be richer than they are. Um, and, and, and I think proof of that are just, show, you know, the polls and how well he does with uh, the working class. Um, even though he's a right-to-work state anti-union guy, uh, they're buying his snake oil, uh, you know, unfortunately. So we'll have to see who's right on that. But I disagree. I don't think that's going to hurt him at all. I'm hoping that a lack of substance will hurt and that the American voter, whether they're Democrat, Republican or neither, is more intelligent than to fall for his reality show antics because this is not a reality show. Uh, this is this is a real four-year job as commander-in-chief of the uh, number one superpower in the world who has to be able to get along with Congress and care about the safety of all its people, not be uh, in favor of one over the other based on gender or religion or skin color or wealth, and be able to be diplomatic and get along with other nations' leaders and be able to represent the United States in its best light throughout the world and be able to be calm, cool, and collected and make tough decisions. All of these things I do not think are, are within the ability of Donald Trump to do. Uh, speaking of Trump, in uh, New Mexico, um, there were, um, oh, Mark just came up with something that he uh, wanted me to add. Uh, there's a new poll out, by the way, showing that 67%, and that includes 60% of Republicans, said Trump should release his tax returns. That's according to a survey published this week on Tuesday by the polling group Morning Consult. Thank you, Mark. Um, and, and I know that backs up what, you know, desire to me does not change whether they'll vote for him or not. There are people that hate Hillary, that, that hate Trump less than Hillary, or hate Hillary more than Trump. There are people that care about their party more than their nation. There are people that would stay home. And then there are people that, uh, that are Republicans that will jump to a Democrat. And then there are Bernie Sanders supporters who will either vote for Trump or stay home. And because we can't rely on all these polls um, this year, as we have seen, it's going to be, I think, like you said, Brad, it's going to be nail-biting and just no idea what will happen. But we'll talk about that later. Let's talk about New Mexico. Um, I live in Southern California. In Anaheim, there were anti-Trump protests, and we know elsewhere in California there were. There were two uh, where the things got pretty uh, nasty and turned violent, and that was the case outside of a New Mexico rally. Um, it was a grisly spectacle. Protesters in New Mexico who opposed Donald Trump's candidacy. Now, New Mexico like California, has a very large Hispanic population. Those have a large Native American population. And in California, we have the largest Hispanic population in the United States. We also have a large African-American population. 
um, and uh, pretty pretty strong feminist females as well. Uh, but in New Mexico, those who opposed Donald Trump's candidacy threw burning T-shirts, plastic bottles, and other items, but they threw them at police officers. They injured several of the police officers. They toppled trash cans. They toppled barricades. And police responded by firing pepper spray and smoke grenades into the crowd. This was outside the Albuquerque Convention Center. During the rally, uh, Donald Trump was interrupted repeatedly by protesters who shouted, held up banners, and resisted removal by security officers. The banners included messages like, Trump is fascist, and we've heard enough. Now, Trump lashed back at protesters tweeting, because that's his line of defense, that are bad ads. Um, yesterday, the protesters in New Mexico were thugs who were flying the Mexican flag. The rally inside was big and beautiful, but outside criminals. Let me stop there before we continue. I am a Democrat. I'm anti-Trump. I believe in the First Amendment. But the First Amendment does not say you attack the police officers that are there for the safety of both Donald Trump supporters and protesters. And and this makes Donald Trump look good. This makes Hispanics look bad. And it makes his rhetoric of they're all murderers and rapists seem believable by some that may not know who they're going to vote for. Would you agree? Yeah, I would. Uh, he, uh, the protesters are undermining their own argument. Uh, you know, it's one thing uh, to stand out there and carry flags and banners or whatever, uh, but when you start throwing things at uh, police offices, uh, that's going to hurt their cause. So, uh, you know, if they're planning, and, and there will be a lot of this, I just hope in the future, uh, especially when the Republicans get to Cleveland, uh, the uh, demonstrators uh, who, as you said, have a First Amendment right to demonstrate, uh, just clean up their act and don't act violent, because when they do, they're just playing into Trump's hands. Oh, and they're, they're yes, and, and exactly. And they're making his nasty rhetoric sound accurate with uh, Latinos. And uh, by the way, another thing, folks, can I make a recommendation? If you're Hispanic and you're from Mexico or your parents are and you're proud of that, carry an American flag, too. You know, the police do something. They have an American flag and then they have like green stripes to show that you are an Irish, you're an American of Irish descent. You know, try try something like that so that people understand that you're an American because this is an election about America. Not about Mexico. And you should be proud of your heritage and your ethnicity and, and where you and your family hail from. I am. Um, but we, we ha- the only way we're going to unite, whether as Democrats or even as Americans, is to show this guy we don't want you because you don't represent us. And we are this nation which we don't want you, Donald Trump, to lead and be commander in chief of. So uh, Trump, uh, one t- there was a female protester who was physically dragged from the stands by security. Other protesters scuffled with security as they resisted removal from the convention center that was packed with thousands of loud and cheering Trump supporters. And, of course, with his usual bluster, Trump responded, instructing security to remove the protesters. He mocked their actions by telling them to go home to mommy. He responded to one demonstrator by asking, how old is this kid? Then he provided his own answer, still wearing diapers. This is so – we'll get to that in a minute. His supporters chanted, build that wall. And then he said, great rally in New Mexico, amazing crowd. Um, the altercations left glass at the entrance of the convention center smashed. And uh, an attorney in Albuquerque said rocks were flying through the convention center windows as he was leaving. Glass was breaking and landing near his feet. He said, this was not a protest. This was a riot. These are hate groups. However, disgusting this may be. If Donald Trump becomes president, won't actions like this be worse? Won't there be riots in the street? 
Won't there be anarchy and civil unrest, perhaps? Oh, absolutely. And I, I think that that is going to hurt Trump in the next five months, uh, because wherever Trump goes, chaos follows. And the re- you said something before that I think is important. Uh, Americans want a cool and collected, calm and collected president. Voters are smart enough to know that there are going to be all sorts of crises uh, during a president four-year term, and there are certainly dangerous threats outside the United States. And Americans will want someone who they feel can be calm and collected and make the right decision. And Donald Trump isn't that guy. Uh, And I think that's going to undermine his campaign. Let me say something else about New Mexico before we move on. Uh, The other thing that happened in New Mexico, which I think is very important, uh, while he was there, uh, the uh, Republican uh, governor of the state, uh, uh, Susanna Martinez, who is obviously a Latina, um, did not show up at the rally. Uh, and it's interesting because, and then uh, uh, Trump commented on her absence and says, yeah, we don't need her anyway. And, you know, you don't go into a state and insult the Republican governor of the state. Now, and, you know, so now he's in this back and forth with Martinez, and, you know, she's a real person. I mean, you know, Mitt Romney considered her as a running mate uh, back in 2012. Some people even speculated, uh, you know, she would be Trump's running mate this year, and it would make a lot of sense. Uh, but, you know, not only does he, you know, carry this chaos with him, um, but while he's there, he basically spits on uh, the Latina Republican governor. It, it just makes so little sense. And, you know, the other thing that I heard today is somebody asked uh, one of Trump's, I guess, campaign manager about the, the need for Latino outreach from the Trump campaign, and whoever it was said, oh, I think it's a tad early for that. Are they crazy or what? Do, do you feel, because the numbers with Trump and uh, the Latino, which are the uh, fastest growing segment of our population in the United States, and also the faster, fastest growing uh, segment of the um, voter population, uh, getting to close to 10% in the last presidential election, I think will equal or surpass that in the coming election. First, do you agree that they will? Uh, what kind of numbers do you think we're going to see from Hispanics and how much will they weigh in? Um, and, uh, you know, d- does his constantly, you know, people still talking about build that wall and him talking about Mexican flags. Um, this guy needs all the help that he can with uh, with Latinos. Um, I, I guess what I'm asking, Brad, is in this day with the demographics of the voter population in, in this country, as we know it today in 2016, with the diverse uh, culture that we have among voters, um, is it possible to be elected president and not have uh, the um, Hispanic vote, the minority vote, and the female vote? Uh, the short one-word answer is no. Uh, you know, l- let me say something. If you look at the exit polls from 2012, Mitt Romney won the vo- white vote 59 to 39 by 20 points. But he's not president of the United States. In 2012 was the first election where white people didn't elect the president of the United States. 
Now, altogether, if you put together the Latinos and blacks uh, and Asians, they made up 24% of the voting pool in 2012. My guess is this time it's going to be closer to 30%. And if Trump, you know, if Trump, I think, and there's the other thing I'd be concerned about of Trump, apparently, if you look at Latino uh, communities across the country, voter registration is going through the roof. Uh, I think actually it'll be uh, ironic uh, because the guy who wants to build a wall on the Mexican border uh, will probably lose his shot uh, at being president because of Latino voters. Um, okay, let's uh, take a call. Victoria and Phoenix, your line dropped to give us a call back, sweetie. Let's go to Ron in Albuquerque, line one, listening on KABQ. Um, hey, Ron, good afternoon. Uh, question or comment? I've got uh, some updating information you need to know about Albuquerque since you don't live here. This situation with the Hispanics and the police goes further than the uh, skunk from the east. That's what I call him. I, I'm never going to mention his name. The skunk from the east is what I call him. Um, because he does have profuse odor out there. At any rate, um, they had about about four months ago, we had a, uh, a warrant served on a guy. They served the warrant at the wrong trailer, like a mobile home. They shot and killed the guy four times, and they justified it because they said they had a warrant on him, and nothing was ever done. We're living out here in an organized crime syndicate. It is an organized crime syndicate. And I'll go further. The DOJ, uh, the DOJ uh, agreement they had, Recently, within the last three weeks, the uh, U.S. Prosecuting Attorney's Office, Federal District Attorney, has said they're not adhering to it. And they're not going to. The, the sergeants won't adhere to it. If you can't buy into the plan, it will not work. The only way it's going to work, I think, is if the U.S. government takes over the police department. Because there is nothing more than an organized crime syndicate out here. That's a fact. Now, the other situation you're talking about, he's a man. He puts his pants on one leg at a time. He's the opposition. He's the opponent. He is the, the candidate for the Republican. I call them Republicans, C-A-N-T, because they can't <laughs> do anything. They are the Republican. matter of fact, take his last name, and he is the Republican undermining my president. That's who he is. I want to mention that to you, too. Not to mention the fact that he is a blowhard. I heard yesterday on a radio show, another show, where he said, in 19, uh, when that situation was going on with Linda Tripp, he said that Bill Clinton was the best uh, president of the 20th century. I mean, there's so much dirt on this guy, and I don't see it, and I get angry. I get real angry because I've been on championship teams. I was a defense, criminal defense investigator for 30-plus years. You don't win by opening your mouth. You win by doing the work, keeping your mouth shut, bringing it forward, win the game, win the moment. Take your energy where you need to take it to get it done the right way. Because what's going to happen, I feel, and I get mad at some of these people that are commentators like yourself that seem to poo-poo it away like he's a clown, he's that. He is the opponent. Leave it there and start at that point. And then get everybody out here retail politicking and win the day. Otherwise, they're going to lose. If they take it halfway, they're going to lose. Now, with regard to Hillary, she's never going to be charged. Who's in charge of the DOJ? Not the Republicans. And she will not be charged. And I'm just hoping and praying that, that the, the, the skunk from the East is stupid enough to try to get into some, some kind of an argument with Bill Clinton on, on the uh, aspects of, of retail politics or something to do with, with some of the things that are done in the government, because he is not very smart when it comes to that. But the other guy is real smart. I want to see him get taken to task 
just like just like Elizabeth Warren's been doing on the internet. I don't see that reported at all. I don't. And one more thing about uh, three months ago on the internet, I saw an article. I don't. Can you? Know can you? Look, oh, oh, actually, we are out of time. I'm sorry. I, you, you know what? We have to we have to do some break and some news. Can you give us a buzz back, or we can put you? Why don't we put him on hold and uh, set him up there? I also want Brad uh, to respond and get some other calls in. Brad Bannon's in the house, co-hosting this hour with me. He did last hour. Tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, we're always off, but tomorrow, Monday, we'll be off due to the Memorial Day weekend and holiday. And thank you to all of those in service or veterans who have served. That's what Memorial Day truly should be about. Secondary are those cookouts, drinking some beers and uh, swimming and getting together uh, with friends or family. Uh, In this hour, Brad and I are going to talk about numerous issues, but last hour we ran out of time when we were talking about the protests that some are calling riots in New Mexico from anti-Trump supporters. Somebody from New Mexico was kind enough to call, and we were not able to finish with him, and he called back. A guy who follows directions, Ron, what am I going to do with you? Ron in Albuquerque is back on line one um, uh, to join us. He was uh, talking. He is in New Mexico, and he had some things he uh, wanted to share. Uh, Ron, thank you for uh, calling back and uh, for coming back and joining with us. But before you continue, Ron, Brad, Ron said a lot at the end of last hour. Or Actually, Ron, you want to do a brief recap of what you said at the end of last hour? Because I know Brad had some stuff he wanted to weigh in on and and, and comment um, with uh, regard to what you said. Well, I I can't remember everything. I just said that, uh, you know, he's uh, uh, the skunk of the East, and I said... He being uh, Donald uh, Trump, I'm sorry, you didn't say the name I did. I don't want to say the name. I I don't give him credit because I think that, I think if you don't mention his name, he will go berserk. He is the candidate, he's the opposition candidate, he's the candidate for the Republican Party. He's the one vying for the job that I'm vying for, if I were that person. But, But he hasn't won anything, and what has he ever done politically to, to be able to determine that he's going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread, because he hasn't. What I'm saying is, is, is that people give him too much credit. He is born, this is what I say. Bernie Sanders is the, is the people's candidate. Hillary Clinton is a Wall Street candidate. He is the billionaire candidate. He was born a millionaire. He made all kinds of money off the poorest of the poor. And all of a sudden now he's going to be, you know, it's going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread for the poor people. And I guess if that's true, then he must be the pie pipe of Hurley, right? You know? So okay, so, so Brad, I want you to weigh in on some of what uh, Ron said now and ha- had said earlier that uh, the people that were listening last hour and came back to us uh, have heard. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, uh, there are a lot of voters uh, who don't like Donald Trump in this country. Uh, the last national doesn't poll, look that way. The polls keep uh, showing an increase of support. Seventy percent of the American of American voters uh, dislike Donald Trump. So I don't think you know he's well known, but he's not well liked. And I think in you know that will do him in uh, in November. Uh, the other thing you said I'd like to comment on, Ron, is uh, you mentioned uh, Elizabeth Warren. Uh, I've been reading uh, those tweets she's been sending out every day. Uh, and they're great, uh, and um, I hope she continues to do them uh, through November. Okay. That's anything? Right. Any? Any, right. any? Anything else that you wanted to share with us, uh, Rob? Well, I wanted. I wanted to say two things. I wanted to say that's why I hope he goes on something and tries to talk about something important, something uh, uh, regarding running the government against Bill Clinton. 
because Clinton will clean this clock on that. Because he, anybody who thinks Belgium is a city and doesn't know it's a country, it's got real problems. But, but the last thing I wanted to tell you last hour is about three months ago, there was a story on the internet that surfaced from Anne Frank from World War II, her sister, still alive. And her comment was something like this. This man, same mannerisms, same words, same phrases, the same ideas, and he sent shutters down my spine. This man reminds me of a World War II man. I won't mention his name either. And I told my brother, who's a precinct commitment for the, for the Democratic Party, Trump and his people will never mention that because if they do, if they mention anything about Anne Frank, the, the Jewish people would burn him at the stake. He will never mention a word. He hasn't mentioned a word about that. But it has surfaced more than once. Well, and I don't hear anybody talking about it over here who are commentators. So, you know, I, I, think, that, I think that there's a bias, a prejud- highly prejudicial, highly inflammatory bias from New York, from people out there in New York who, who seem to know and like Donald Trump and maybe even work in the building he owns or whatever, and I don't like that. You want to be even-handed, report it both ways. And as far as, as, far as Frank Lawrence and, and Carl Rove, they ain't got nothing more than anybody else. I don't give in to anybody. It's like, Donald, it's like Jerry Spence says. They say I suck up all the air in court cases. I suck up no more than they do. If they got that perception, perception will do you in 95% of the time. Run it on, baby. Let's see what's going to happen. But I'm not going to give up and give in. But a lot, of my, a lot of my Democratic friends have got no heart and no guts and no desire. They want to be yellow. They don't want to go out there and do what needs to be done. And that's why they lose. Okay. So, well, if I can't get what I want, I'm not... Okay, uh, th- I appreciate your comments. Uh, we we got to get some other folks in here, and uh, I appreciate your passion. Uh, anything else on that, Brad? Before we move on, yeah, I would. I, I'd like to comment on something Ron just said, uh, and uh, people forget this because he's always being attacked. Um, but Bill Clinton is a very popular. Uh, ex-president. The last national poll that I saw had about 65% of Americans uh, like Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton has has higher approval ratings than anybody that's running now or was. Absolutely. And why people pick on him, I don't know because it's crazy because he's the most popular uh, politician in this country right now. And it, it boggles my mind that people attack him uh, because Ron's right. If, you know, Trump and Clinton got into a back and forth, that would be great for Hillary because Bill Clinton, Americans like Bill Clinton. It's as simple as that. Um, okay, speaking of Bill Clinton, um, I heard earlier today a clip on NPR. There were some people talking about can Democrats unite, how ugly it is now between Bernie Sanders supporters and Hillary Clinton supporters, and then um, talking about back in 2008 between Hillary and uh, Obama supporters. But somebody brought up something we forget, which is in 1992, and it was far uglier and far more divisive, I want you to all listen to Jerry Brown, the governor currently of California, and who has a great relationship with Bill Clinton and the Clintons, and Bill Clinton, who eventually became president that year, uh, trading jabs. This was at the Democratic primary debate in 1992. Listen, I, I hope you guys got the one I want. Mark, is this the one where he, Bill Clinton says about my wife, dot, 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 right? Okay, I love you. Okay, uh, listen, because I I honestly forgot about this 
Okay, uh, but this is Jerry Brown and Bill Clinton trading jabs in 1992 at the Democratic primary debate, and they're on the same team, right? Listen. Does the question, uh, Governor Brown, of Mr. Clinton's recent problems lead you to believe that he has an electability problem? Yeah, I think he's got a big electability problem. Well, what do you think it is? I want to tell you what it is. He's been right in the front of the Washington Post today. He, he is funneling money to his wife's law firm for state business. That's number one. Number two, his wife's law firm is representing clients before the state of Arkansas agencies, his appointees. And one of the key is the poultry industry, which his wife's law firm represents. And to read the local Chicago Tribune, there's 270 miles of Arkansas rivers that are polluted with fecal coliform bacteria and are unsafe for humans or fish. So it's not only corruption, it's an environmental disaster, and it's the kind of conflict of interest that is incompatible in the kind of public servant we expect it from the president It doesn't sound like you could run States. as vice president. No, it doesn't. Mr. Clinton, uh, do you want to take a swing at all that stuff? I feel sorry for Jerry Brown. I served with him as governor in the late 70s. He asked me to support him for president once. Did you? Of course not. You know, he reinvents himself every year or two. In 1990, he was pleading with the courts in California not to impose any limits on contributions. His law firm took $178,000 of taxpayers' money, taxpayers' money, to beat a contribution limit initiative in 1990. And so I don't think you can take much of what he says seriously. Now, let me tell you this. Well, can I, can I let, just let interject me, something? I mean, yeah. this guy just accused you of having somebody funnel legal no, fees to your wife did. and the poultry and whatever all that... So, that well, his wife's law firm is, is in that the true Washington or isn't Post it? this morning. Is it true or isn't it true, Governor Clinton? Wait a second, Bill. You're always trying to Mr. attack. Brown? You never answer the question. Mr. Brown, let, let him answer. Let me tell you something, Jerry. I don't care what you <coughs> say about me. I knew when Pat Cadell told me what you were going to say, that you were going to reinvent yourself and you were going to be somebody else's mouthpiece, you would say anything. But you ought to be ashamed of yourself for jumping on my wife. You're not worth being on the same platform. I'll tell as my you wife. something, Mr. Clinton. Now, Don't try to escape it. Ralph Nader I called me this afternoon. He read me the article from the Washington Post. Does that make it I true? was shocked by it. I was shocked I by it because I don't think someone hey, in government should be funneling money. Governor, his time. Well, I know. Governor Clinton, you were poking in your finger at him. Well, he poked it back. It's your turn, Governor Jerry Clinton. comes here with his family wealth and his $1,500 suit and makes a lying accusation about my wife. It's I never, Washington I Post. Never, that doesn't you, make it true. Are you saying they lie? I'm saying that I never funnel any money to my wife's law firm. Never. Well, they got $115,000 uh, in bond business in the state of Arkansas. And you told just the other day that when people lose their jobs, you know who they are. You certainly knew people in your well, own administration. Gentlemen, this nation is trying to elect a president. That's right. you carry on well, I think this is a critical issue. Let me answer this. I obviously <clears throat> the issue is, every time I've ever run for office, because I have been a change agent, because I have worried about the problems of ordinary people, because I have given the kinds of programs that will change the lives of people. The people who run against me attack me personally. I have not attacked Jerry Brown personally. I have not attacked Paul Saunders personally. I have not said anything about their character or their history. They have done that to me. That's what everybody I've ever run against has always done. And guess what? I win because I stand up for ordinary people and real change. And it is a crying shame that because they read the polls in the Chicago papers today, I get this kind of criticism. My wife is a fine person who has not done anything unethical. She has given tens of thousands of free dollars worth of free time to serving our state, to doing free work for the state. There's no telling what all she's done. Well, I, I, now, let me finish. That has nothing to do with the electability issue. In terms of my electability, 
I have been attacked repeatedly over years and years and years, and none of it's ever stuck with my people who are discriminating because they know that I am a change agent. The only way we can win this election is with somebody who's tough enough to stand up to the kind of garbage the Republicans throw at you, the kind of personal attacks that I've been subject to in the last few days. We'll be back. Interesting. So attacking somebody's spouse who's not running for office. Hmm. Things that make you, make you go, hmm. We'll be back. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Brad Bannon. We want to get your take on this. 888-6-LESLIE. 888-653-7543. Can we come together, Bernie and Hillary supporters? Can we get back together to that kumbaya, hugging, loving, nobody gives a damn about your emails moment that it started with by the end of July? Because I say we gotta. We'll be back. Want to hear what you say, what Brad says, and more. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Call me, tweet me, follow me on Twitter. More right after this. Yeah, it makes me go, mm, when you got somebody attacking Hillary back in 92 when Bill was running. Now we got people attacking Bill, even though Bill not only ran once, twice, successfully won and has higher approval ratings than anybody today and could win if he ran again. Brad Bannon is with me. Brad, do you agree if Bill Clinton ran today, he would win? Uh, Bill Clinton, that clip encapsulates why Bill Clinton was the best politician of this generation. Uh he not only rebutted uh, Brown on every point, but used the rebuttal to make another attack on Brown. And the other thing that's very important about that clip is the sound. Uh, Brown was screaming and yelling. Bill Clinton said, well, you know, I don't like think you should be attacking my poor old wife. Uh, it's masterful. And, and, and Bill you know, Clinton showed – and Bill sh- Clinton shows – He is stronger and in control and in command and also, you know, very like, no, no, you don't talk about my wife. You're not fit to stand on the stage with my wife. You know, and like, it's sort of like, just like done. How do you come back from that? And seriously, again, the election was not about Hillary Clinton. She wasn't running now. She is and Bill is not. Um, I've talked before about how I find it sexist uh, that Hillary... Um, nobody's talking about Melania's character, yet everybody seems to be talking about Bill Clinton's character. Um, and um, I've talked with another guest on this before. Brad, these ads and attacks of Bill Clinton or Hillary and what she said or didn't say, did or didn't do with regard to the allegation sex- of sexual misconduct um, are not going to get any – are not going to get Trump any votes, right, and might get her a few from some sympathetic women. Other than that, it's it's a non-issue. Would you agree? Oh, Absolutely. And, you know, again, all you have to do is look at Bill Clinton's ratings in the polls. Americans are well aware of the fact that of the Lewinsky scandal and his womanizing, but they're also aware of the fact uh, that in the eight years he was president, the economy was good and we weren't fighting a war. That's why he's so popular. And if Donald Trump is thinking of going after Bill Clinton, he should listen to that clip first, uh, because uh, if you fight Bill Clinton, you're not going to come out alive. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I want to uh, talk about um, other things with regard to this in present day. Bernie Sanders, there, there are people, and I wrote a piece about it for Fox News. Um, there are people here in Cali, and you and I talked about it, and there's a poll that came out locally that show them two points apart 
not with an 18% lead uh, like U.S. News had for her. Um, and that was just phone, uh, the U.S. News uh, polls, not online where, and cell phones where millennials live more so than on a home phone. Uh, that being said, if Bernie Sanders cuts into Cali the way I predict he might, um, are we looking at a contested convention? Will she get and, and will there be an upset at the convention even if she gets those numbers for people that feel the system is rigged? They're angry at Debbie Wasserman Schultz, the DNC, and 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 Bernie. They have may have started the parade, but now he's jumped in front as the leader of this parade. Um, can the Democratic Party unite? Um, will they do it by the end of July on that uh, convention floor in Philadelphia, or will it be too late then? No, I think they will unite. And, I mean, just look what's happening on the Republican side. I mean, two months ago, all these Republicans were screaming they could never report uh, support Donald Trump. But now that he's definitely going to be the nominee, all of a sudden they're coming into the fold. And the problem for Hillary is that this always happens, where a lot of dissident Democrats or Republicans who don't, want to, don't like the nominee very much, but they usually all come around. The problem Hillary has is uh, Donald Trump has a two-month head start on doing the sense mending. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more. If you want to join us, 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Maybe you have something to say on the Clinton email situations, a new report from the State Department, um, it, you know, not following the rules, but is it criminal? And, she, and if it is criminal, well, then Colin Powell and others, uh, predecessors before her, uh, would need to be indicted as well. 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. The anti-Trump protests that turned violent outside New Mexico and the rally and things happening at anti-Trump protesters uh, seem to get angrier or more violent state by state. Who does this help? Who does it hurt? 8886 Leslie. And can Bernie Sanders actually hurt Hillary Clinton on his way out? We'll talk about that with Brad and you right after this. 8886 Leslie. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. We're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Brad Bannon. Let's get to the calls. 8886 Leslie. 8886537543. Norma's in Santa Fe, New Mexico, listening on KTRC. Uh, thank you for joining us, Norma. Good afternoon. Your comments? Thank you. Yeah, just two things. I, I'm really worried that since the point spread is, is, is close, that if Bernie and Hillary don't unite, I'm really worried that Trump just might get in. I mean, and I was remembering that Abraham Lincoln forged the Union, and not everybody agreed with Abraham Lincoln. He used the power of words to forge the Union. And it's just this, this election is too important. I do believe that Bill Clinton is an agent uh, for change. And I heard him in Espanoli. He had some great ideas. He had some specifics. I think both are viable candidates, him and Bernie, but I really believe they need to unite in order to win this election. I think it's really, really important. And I know that the Bernie Sanders supporters are, are not going to like what I'm saying. But the thing is, is that if disgruntled people say Hillary gets a nomination, what if some of those disgruntled people throw their vote to Trump? I mean, it may not happen, but I'm, I'm worried. Okay, Brad? Well, Norma is exactly right. Uh, we Hillary Clinton can't win uh, unless the uh, Sanders and Clinton camps come together. Uh, but it's important to keep in mind, Hillary certainly has some problems with defecting Democrats. But uh, 
Donald Trump has more problems with disaffected Republicans than Hillary Clinton has with disaffected Democrats. Uh, mm. Consistently through the primaries, 40% of the people who voted for someone other than Trump said they would have problems voting for Trump in November. And on the Democratic side, about 20% of the Sanders voters said they would have uh, trouble voting for Clinton in November. So, you know, obviously Hillary has problems here, but, you know, Trump has even bigger problems with defections than she does. And again, what my concern is, I think Trump is dealing with that now and doing all the fence-mending within his party. It's important that Hillary starts that, but she can't as long as this thing with her and Sanders is going on. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 really, um, I really think that the ideas that Bill Clinton put forth in Española could really galvanize and, and lift up, you know, people, because we really do need to all work together to turn this around. Do you have any ideas about how a Bernie could work with Hillary? Well, first of all, I think it's going to happen. Uh, it will happen eventually, Norma. I'm just concerned about the time lag until it does happen. Uh, I think I'm bet you know I'll bet here, and I'm saying it on uh, a radio show with uh, thousands of listeners that on the last night of the Democratic convention in Philadelphia on July 28th, Hillary and Bernie will hug on the stage. I'd be willing to bet almost any amount of money of that. And they'll hold uh, hands and put them up in the air like two victorious united people, like a marriage, right? Yeah, right. absolutely. Right, but then a That's number of Bernie happen. supporters will have already hated her too much to vote for her is my concern. Well, there are going to be some people like that. But, but, don't, you think, be even but don't you think the longer it goes on that Bernie – Brad, 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 don't you think that the longer it goes on – Bernie has a responsibility to stop that percentage from becoming bigger uh, as because Trump supporter yes. percentage is getting bigger. And yes, Bernie, Bernie, Bernie supporters that will vote for Hillary is getting smaller. So that is a concern. That is a valid numerical concern. Well, it is. And, 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 and can I on the more it hurts, hurts Hillary? There's no question about that. OK. And to uh, Norma, um, just really quick, you know, some of the military people didn't agree with Abraham Lincoln, and he used the power of words to forge the Union, and we still have the United States. I would hate to think of what would happen. And both Bernie and Hillary have tremendous political and government experience, but what's key right now, I think, like you said, is the time. The next couple uh, months are going to be, like, really, really key. And I don't think uh, that, you know, Bernie still thinks that he can win it, and I just feel like, I don't know, he may not like what I'm about to say. I don't know if he's listening, but I think that what's most important is the United States right now and that it become a democratic win. And I think they need to talk to each other. I think they need to do some serious talking. And I'd like to hear more uh, press on, on Bill Clinton's ideas, but, but they have to be, you know, it's Hillary's platform, you know. Uh, Norma, uh, this is what I would like to happen. Uh, the California-New Jersey primaries are on June 7th. They're coming right up. 
Uh, I And it's going to be clear, once they count all the votes, uh, that Hillary Clinton will have way more than enough uh, delegate support to win the nomination. What I would hope is Sanders gets up, has a press conference the next day, and says, I'm suspending my campaign against Hillary Clinton, and I am going to support her. But... I am going to use all the delegates I've accumulated in California, New Jersey, and Iowa, and New Hampshire to fight for what I believe in in the Democratic platform. Now, if that happens, that will be fine. Uh, but if it doesn't happen uh, right after California, it will cause problems for Hillary. Yeah, 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 exactly. I just hope that he... Well, he's already said he's taking... Wait, 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 Brad. He's already said he's taking it to the convention floor, and I think he is. Well, no, I don't think I don't think he's going to take his nomination to the floor. I really don't. Um, I think he's going to fight like hell on the platform, uh, but I don't think he is. Well, after Cali, she get after Ka- how many delegates? Convention. Uh, he and Hillary are going to get together. They'll do an event like Obama and Clinton did in New Hampshire after right. their mess was over, uh, and it will be a big fight on the platform. But I do not believe. Uh, Sanders is going to contest the nomination in Philadelphia. Okay, so what happens, uh, how many delegates, so people understand, in California are up for grabs, and how many does Hillary need to get that magic number? Because she is, what, 80, 82, 83, even 85% of the way there right now? Uh, yeah, she needs 78 more delegates uh, to, to get the nomination. She'll get that many in New Jersey alone. Uh, you know, California, you know, I mean, that's just, you know, icing on the cake. Uh, but she only needs 78. And in, Flo- in California, there are 465 delegates. Uh, even if Hillary Clinton got 30% of the vote in California, she'd still get uh, 100-so delegates out of the... Uh, oh, I think, she'll, I think she'll get. I think she'll get at least half. I think... Yeah, I think she'll get at least half. Okay, Norma, thank you for the call. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with Brad Band and more of your calls right after this. I'm Leslie Marshall. We are back. We as Leslie Marshall. I am. He is Brad Bannon. Brad, let's take some more phone calls. Does that sound good? Great. Okay, that sounds good. And let's see. Thank you for Norma there for your call. We had a great conversation with her. Glad her phone stuck around. She was worried it would go out. Uh, Jose in Albuquerque, your phone dropped. Give us a call back. We know that phone hell. Let's go to John in California, line four, listening on Tune In. Hey, John. Hey, hello. Both of you, actually. Yeah, I just wanted to call and uh, put my two cents in here. The the notion that Bernie is, is harming Hillary or the Democratic Party right now, I think, is absurd. I think he's got every right to go to the convention uh, down on pledged delegates because Hillary Clinton did the same thing in 2008. She may have been closer, but if the stated purpose of pledged delegates is to put their thumb on the scale in the case uh, that the, they feel the constituency has made a bad choice, well, I figure as long as he is in re- within reach of a win with their vote, that uh, he's got every right to do it, as much a right as Hillary did in 2008. And I think he's going to make a strong case when he gets to the convention uh, that a lot of them should vote for him, and especially the ones that are in swing districts, if they might be worried that there'll be a low voter turnout for Democrats with Hillary running. Brad? Uh, I totally disagree with you. Uh, I think it does harm Hillary Clinton, and all you have to do to prove 
that is the fact that Donald Trump is gaining strength with dissident Republicans um, while uh, Bernie and Hillary involved in this firefight. Uh, there's no way Bernie's going to win the nomination. Um, I have a better... I have a better chance of starting at shortstop for the Dodgers this year than Bernie <laughs> does with the superdelegates. Uh, they're not going to break. They're going to stay with him. And, and, please, and, under, and please explain to people why, Brad, for people that don't understand that. Well, there are a couple of reasons. First of all, they know Hillary and are comfortable working with her. If you're a Democratic House member, uh, you know that Hillary Clinton is going to pay attention uh, to uh, what the things you try to do for your constituents. They don't have that faith in Bernie Sanders uh, because he's never done that in the Senate. Uh, he has been a loner. Uh, he doesn't work with other senators, even the liberal ones, which is why his, uh, the other senator uh, in Vermont, uh, Jim Leahy, who was also very little, liberal, endorsed Hillary. Uh, Bernie, you know, and it's great. The Senate needs lone wolves like Bernie, but no one wants to work with them as president. Uh, they know they can work with Hillary, and they're not going to break. I don't see any evidence at all. No one has given me any evidence that the superdelegates are going to change their mind. And the reason no one's given me is there isn't any. In the last week... The people have to understand, too, the superdelegates um, are Democrats that want the Democratic platform to remain the way it is or to remain in hands of a Democrat. And there are many who, A, don't believe that Bernie is a Democrat because he's not. He's an independent, even though he caucus with them. And two, um, felt that uh, not only was Hillary easier to work with and accomplish more, but they know her ability to work with Republicans because they saw it in the Senate. That's all very true. And, uh, you know, another... And, and another thing, and another thing, so people understand, and, and people come out of that. A primary is the party's decision of a nominee. A general election is which of the two parties' nominee you want. That's, that, that's our historical political process. You want to change it? Change it. You can't change it in the middle of the race. Yeah, uh, you know, it is important. These superdelegates are Democratic members of the Senate, the House of Representatives, Democratic governors, uh, and some Democratic mayors. So they're almost all elected officials. And the reality is they don't want to work with Bernie Sanders. And you can argue that the whole concept of superdelegates is a bad idea, and it probably is, but they're not going to break for Bernie Sanders. In the last week, 12 uncommitted uh, superdelegates have endorsed a candidate, and all 12 of them uh, endorsed Hillary Clinton. Okay, and, and speaking of that, reporter Muggsy tweets uh, that Brad said Hillary only needs 78. If you count superdelegates, she needs 257 pledge delegates, 785 remaining. Yeah, but the superdelegates, you know, you can't pretend they don't exist. They exist and just. But she beats Bernie. She gets to that magic Philadelphia. She gets to that magic number, obviously, with superdelegates. But she still beats Bernie to that number without superdelegates, right? Well, yeah. I mean, people. The thing people don't mention is that during this primary, three million more people have. Three million more Democrats have voted for Hillary Clinton more than, than Bernie Sanders. Yeah, more, more than at this point. Kentucky, even though by a slim margin, has uh, finally uh, finished the recall, if you will, of Bernie Sanders' uh, ch- uh, request, and they have uh, said she has won. And um, even uh, and explain to folks why Washington State doesn't have any pledged delegates or you know, why it's almost like a state that doesn't count in a primary. Uh, 
well, basically, uh, they don't because they have this, you know, really good government mentality uh, that all the delegates should go to Philadelphia and weigh the pros and cons right, of and the, and the they make uh, that, candidates right. during the uh, during the uh, the sessions, uh-huh. uh, and then uh, and then make uh, make the decision there. Uh, let's go to Susan in Albuquerque, line one. Hey, Susan, how you doing? Good afternoon. Oh, Susan, drop Jerry in Santa Fe. Good afternoon. You're getting a lot of calls from New Mexico today. Well, probably because I was uh, talking about New Mexico today. Absolutely. Good to have all of yeah, you with us. Yeah, I believe what happened in Albuquerque were provocateurs. But I wanted to ask you a question. I don't want an answer. But would you rather Hillary lose to Bernie or lose to Donald? I don't want an answer to that. Just think about it. Okay, well, um, would, would you rather Bernie lose to Hillary or lose to Donald could be asked as well. Um, I know what the polls say. I don't buy them. I just think that somebody who's a Republican would have an easier time voting for Hillary than for uh, Bernie. And I think, Brad, you and I have agreed on this before, correct? Yes, and there are all sorts of evidence from the primaries to demonstrate that. There are about twice as many disaffected Republicans than there are disaffected Democrats. So if anybody has to worry about voters dropping off, it's Trump by about a two-to-one margin. Let's go to Michael in the Bronx. Michael is on line two. Good afternoon, Michael. Hello, Brad. Hello, Leslie. Hey, Michael. Hey, you know, just to add to what you were saying, that I'm surprised no one is touching base on um, Donald's relentless attack, not just on Hillary or Bill, because remember, Hillary is the candidate, not Bill. I mean, he also recently attacked Elizabeth Warren, who's not running. What the hell was that all about? And then going back to the um, anti-Trump rallies that ended in violence, uh, once again, I have my strong suspicions that the people that engaged in the violence were either pro-Trump or a separate group that always loves to start trouble, as we've seen in previous rallies, just to create a narrative that Democrats and um, liberals, they're always violent and people rushing to judgment and giving false narratives like that. And then want to put the blame on Hillary or Bernie and, you know, just to try to set up the... Um, the narrative or the campaign um, down towards November, which we all know full well who's the big mouth that incites these um, sort of things, and that is Donald Trump himself, the biggest liar in this whole race. Republicans that support him, I'm telling you, they're going to learn the hard way, hyper forbid, if he gets into office, of how he was, you know, how he would stiff them and railroad them. And even if he wasn't to get into office, he'd still be a problem to them. Wake up, people, for heaven's sake. Okay, thank you, Michael. Go ahead, Brad, quickly, a comment on Michael's comment. Well, I think we can solve this because I believe – let me – I'll make a bet with Michael. I will bet you, and we'll know from the exit polls they do the night of the election in November, I will bet you that Hillary Clinton gets as much support from Democrats or more than Donald Trump gets from Republicans. That's why Hillary Clinton's going to win, because a lot of Republicans have real problems with Trump. Some Democrats have real problems with Hillary, but it pales in comparison to the troubles Trump has. 
Okay, thank you. And last but not least, Reggie. Reggie, good afternoon in Decatur, Georgia. Happy Thursday to both you and Brad yourself, Leslie. Hi, uh, well, if, if she didn't break the law regarding her emails, then why are they still going after her regarding those emails? Because obviously they have nothing else to go after, her emails or what things that she said about accusations against her husband, none of which have been found true, none of which she's been charged with, uh, trying to prove that she's not a candidate of women because she stood by her man. Obviously they don't have anything of substance with regard to her record or policy to get her on, so they got to go after something she said about a woman who said nasty things about her husband, in her right. view, as loving her man, and then, of course, let's look at her emails. Right, and aren't they, but aren't they, aren't they themselves hypocrites like Donald Trump when he attacks Bill Clinton, calling him an accused rapist? But where's the proof, positive? Where's the evidence? Where's the facts? I mean, but uh, he's married three times. At least Bill Clinton's been married only once, whereas Donald Trump has been married three times, you know? I mean, where's the proof? Yeah, Reggie, I got I got to tell you, I appreciate the call, but I just can't get, I can't even, I can't even play with this. Do you know what I mean? It's such a non-issue. I don't want to engage in it. It's such a non-issue. Uh, speaking of an issue we mentioned earlier in New Mexico, Anna says the media did not show the four hours of peaceful protest when Trump was in the queue. Funny thing about Trump. Trump thought everyone inside the arena with, with him was from New Mexico and everyone outside was from Mexico. Why were so many people waving the Mexican flag to show solidarity to the many generations that came before them to America to look for a better way of life? We're still wondering why he came to Albuquerque. Was it really to insult Hispanics once again in addition to insulting our female Hispanic Republican governor because she wouldn't stand next to him on stage? He has a strange way of trying to get the Hispanics to love him back. John Stewart's right. Trump is a man baby. Very, very <laughs> thin skinned. And uh, how much time do I have? How much time? Oh, I'm not going to make it. I'm sorry. Patricia uh, sent us a great email from uh, New Mexico as well, wanting Patricia, thank you. Sorry we didn't get to that uh, regarding uh, Trump and regarding the uh, anti Trump protesters.